Hello, welcome to Stephen Speak Extra Speak. On today's episode, I'm going to go a bit pop culture and uh, and relevant for once, kind of, of recent events. Um, I'm just going to speak about uh, Avatar 2, The Way of Water, and a bit about uh, James Cameron. Um, if you've not seen the film, then spoilers ahead. Uh, if you're not asked about that, then stick around and you might learn something to talk about over tea break at work. Uh, you never know. If you have, haven't have seen the film Planty, then go and watch it and come back and listen to this episode. Uh, but for now, um, well, let's get into it. Welcome to Stephen Speak Extra Speak. A little more prattle on everything and nothing. Fantastic. Okay, so um, for those of you who have never seen Avatar, um, I'm not going to go into it. I'm sure you have. If you haven't, then just go Google it and come back and, and, and press play again. Uh, or Google while you're listening. But basically, um, the first Avatar, Avatar, however you want to say it. I think I say Avatar. So I'll start saying Avatar. Instead of Avatar. What was I saying? Avatar. Yeah, anyway. Um, the first... Uh, Avatar film was out in like 2010, I think it was. It's like 13 years ago. Um, so there's a big gap between these, like the first film and the sequel. And um, I've seen, saw the first film in 3D at a, just a regular cinema, but a very large screen, uh, a good cinema. Uh, saw The Way of Water at an IMAX, so massive screen, 3D as well. Um, and I'm not going to deny that both films looked amazing. Um, but they've been saying about like, why there's been such a gap between them and blah, 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 blah. But from what I've read on the internet, it's literally just that the film, The Way of Water, didn't really start filming until like 2017 and then you've obviously got COVID. And there's so many effects in the film that that takes a long, long time. James Cameron, I think, is a bit of a perfectionist. And I'm sure there's probably like two hours on the cutting room floor having watched the film. Um, So yeah, I think that it's just been a long time in production he's probably been doing other things as well and uh yeah storyline well i'll go back to the first one so if you if you've seen the first one you know the navi is on this planet um what's it called pandora and the navi are like the the the, the indigenous humanoid species and they're like eight foot tall blue and basically the whole premise is they're in touch with nature. They're like, it's a very much a eco-friendly film. And very much like, I think, like, you know, teach yourself how to, you know, very much preachy on, like, um, ecology stuff, which, you know, I say preachy, it's right, you know, we need to look after our environment, etc., etc., and, you know, think about the world we live in. And the, the Na'vi are very much like that. That's what they do, that's, you know everything is connected and they have this kind of like uh, it's like mother nature i suppose um i can't think what it's called off the top of my head uh, uh i think they call it like the earth mother or something but it's it's got a, a name in navi and that's that's what they kind of worship and there's a big tree there's like a a life tree um that they kind of connect to and they have these weird like it's like out of the head it's like part of the hair or something and they can connect with the animals and join with them and Great premise, you know, James Cameron, he's a great visual visual person. I liked the first one as well because there was hints to, like, 
the Alien world. So the obviously James Cameron did um, the film Aliens, and there's quite a big connection, I would say, between them universes. Um, oh, the technology looked very similar. Now I, I kind of like that, you know. Um, but I think I, whether it was in the same world, I don't know. Whether it's like you know, because there's different companies and stuff. And anyway, by the by, I kind of like that kind of connection. And um, yeah, but basically, humans are the bad guys in the first film, and they're the bad guys in the second film because there's some sort of precious metal on on Pandora and resources, not just in like you know the Earth, but there's like you know Earth's a bit of a shithole now, and they're looking for like other planets as well to settle on as well. And the reason it's called like Avatar is because to like get in with the indigenous species, they decide to like clone or develop like a an avatar which looks like a Navi, but it's actually a human, like kind of projecting their consciousness inside of it. So they they can go in so they can breathe the atmosphere because the atmosphere on Pandora is different and humans can't survive in it. Um whereas the Navi are a bit more you find out in the second one the Navi are a little bit more resilient and they can survive in a human atmosphere for a little bit longer before they need to breathe their own atmosphere again. And um yeah I found it really, really really interesting in the first film the storyline isn't great uh, a lot of people compare it to like pocahontas where you know you got the 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 white man going into the native uh indigenous population and and trying to change them and and, and such things but then kind of like falling in love with the way they do things i kind of saw it a bit like fern gully if you've ever seen the film fern fern gully uh, for me it reminded me about that kind of a similar thing guy was chopping down trees working for the company and then um Whereas in Fern Gully he gets shrunken down to fairy size, like Jake Sully in, in Avatar gets uh, or Avatar gets let's gets put in an Avatar and becomes an RV basically. And uh yeah, and it's a good film. It's a good film. Um so the storyline was a little bit weak, but at the time the effects were amazing. It used like motion capture and face capture and all these new camera techniques and literally uh, one of the best three D films I've ever seen in my life. It was brilliant. And I came out of the theatre, you know, came out of the cinema, like, that was worth the money, it was a great film, very James Cameron, good action in it, bit of a love story, you know, it was a bit corny in places, but you know, it was a good good popcorn film, and it was worth the money, um, and I suppose for the time of film it was, I suppose the story couldn't be that much more complex really, uh, fight against evil, saving nature, and humans defeated kind of thing, um, Flash forward to uh, this film, which is in in our in our reality, <laughs> in the real world, uh, is about thirteen years later. But in the film, I think the ten to fifteen years later. But I don't know if they actually say. But Jake and um, Nateri have children, and they look like teenagers. So I would say it's probably like between ten and fifteen years later, uh, and basically humans return, and they've got a vendetta against Jake because he was the one that like kind of uh, fought against the humans and he kind of turned his tail, you know, turned his back on the humans along with a couple of other uh, scientist people. Um, and he's got a couple of kids and he's adopted one because you find out that uh, Sigourney Weaver's character in the first film became miraculously pregnant and had this daughter. Um, who I'm guessing is face scanned from Sigourney Weaver because she looks like a young Sigourney Weaver. So I'm guessing Sigourney plays her. Cause she, it sounds like Sigourney but slightly younger. So guessing they've done some sort of technological thing there. But the second one, story-wise, was better than I thought, um, but still not massively great, and there were some plot holes I found. Um, 
and and the, the effects were amazing, but there was a few scenes where I felt it was a bit um, cut scene from a video game. Um, I feel like the first film, there was something slightly off about the characters. It was amazing to see, but there was still something unbelievable about the Na'vi. You could still say, you know, they're obviously like CG. Um, whereas they seem to get the technology and the environment right, like the, the, the helicopters and the big ships and stuff seemed to me like really realistic. I felt like it was a bit the other way around in this one. I felt like the organic stuff and the and the water effects and um looked amazing, absolutely incredible. But some of the machinery and 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 the and the plane, well, like ships and stuff like that, for me weren't as believable. Uh, and I don't know if that's because they put loads of effort into the into the indigenous species, uh, but they looked real. And you, would, I don't think you could tell whether it's CG or makeup. Honestly, it was incredible to be honest. Um, the whole film's kind of like a a sci-fi um, visual effects masterpiece, and it's almost like um, when you get like a big studio or like a or even a small studio showing off what they can do. The whole film's kind of like, look what we can do now, um, and you can tell in places you think you're just showing us this to show off. Like, but I wasn't bothered. Like on an IMAX screen, it was amazing. Um, it was in 3D. Now the 3D, I think, made it look a bit made it look a bit fake in places. To be honest, I think it was. Um, some of the 3D effects, like two two of the scenes that really come to mind that that for me failed and looked like a computer game was uh, when they blew up the train and the train derails. I uh, don't know what it was. I don't know. It was like the it didn't look massive enough. I don't know, or it looked a bit fake, or the, the, there was something on on the screen as well, like the the refresh rate and the um, picture resolution made certain things seem very quick, like rushed. There was a fight scene as well later on in the film where some of the movements seemed really quick. And I don't know, if, I felt like they should be smoother, but maybe that was more real life and we're not used to seeing such great effects move so quickly. I don't know. Um, but that scene in particular, and then there was another scene where, um, because uh, one of the characters comes back, you think died in the first film, but it turns out that he's left his DNA. Um, I can't think of the character's name. He's the... That the colonel from the first film, and basically he's left his DNA, and they clone him as as a, as, a, as an avatar, and he goes out. So you think he's dead? Um, was it Quaritch? Um, colonel Quaritch? Quaritch is it? I don't know. I think so. Um, that rings a bell. I don't know why. Um, let me know in the comments. <laughs> Shout out to me if I'm wrong. I'm sure I'm wrong. Um, but yeah, but he he comes back and it's and that's quite an interesting twist. I quite enjoyed that because he was a good. He was a really good character in the first one. Um, it's quite interesting. That he hated the Navi so much, but he's willing. You know, he was willing to let his DNA be used to become one. Um, and that was a straight up clone. So his like consciousness was straight put in. But like Jake ended up, his consciousness stayed with the Navi, um, and his body died. Um, very much like like the Colonel. And he had a crack team of, of of soldiers that had done the same thing. They'd had their consciousness transferred into a clone of a, of, of themselves as a Navi. It was it's, so it's quite an interesting concept. And um, but yeah, there was a scene with him when he goes to the facility on, on Pandora, and there's a a woman introducing me. She's on like an exoskeleton suit, so it's like to make make a human as tall as a as a as a Navi. Uh, and there was something wrong. With, there was something wrong. It just looked so dubbed on. It looked like a for me. It looked like a really so like a film you see on YouTube. Like someone someone at home like doing some After Effects. Um, I don't I don't know. 
that just looked really fake. And I think it may have been the 3D because the 3D effect on it was so extreme. Uh, seeing it on a screen that big, maybe it was too much. Uh, I'm very interested in see how it looks at home on your own TV in 4K uh, without the 3D. Um, I was actually contemplating going to see it again at the cinema without the 3D and just go and see it at a normal cinema and just see what it looks like. Um, but I feel like um, I paid enough to watch it the first time. But at 52 quid for three tickets to go and see it. The cheeky bastards charge you for the 3D glasses now. What the hell? They stopped doing that for a while. Um, how the fuck are you meant to see the film otherwise? It's, it's disgraceful, really. It was like nearly £18 per person and then two quid for 3D glasses. Uh, and then what What amazed me at the end of the film, at this big bin, and people were throwing the 3D glasses in there. Sod that. I kept mine, and I'm using them next time. I'm not paying another two quid. Mental. If I'd have known that last time, I'd have just taken the 3D glasses with me. Crazy. And they wonder why, like, cinema and stuff's dying. We, by the, it's going off topic, but we went out that night. It was me, Sarah, and my friend Scott, who's in the next guest speak on Sunday. Tune in for that. Uh, plug myself there. Uh, but yeah, we went out for a meal, which came to like, we had a couple of starters and mains and some drinks, and that came to nearly £100, would you believe it? And then we went to the cinema, and it was 52 quid for the cinema, and then Sarah bought a drink and some popcorn, and that was something like 13 quid. It was like, what the hell is going on with the world? It was like, maybe it was 15 quid. It was ridiculous, and I think I think we had minstrels as well. It's crazy. So, like, to do them two things costs, like, 150, 160 quid. Like, a meal and a cinema. Like, and we had to drive to Ellesmere Port to see it as well in IMAX. So that's, like, a 30, well, 45-minute trip each way. So you're talking, like, a tenner in petrol. Anyway, rant over. In summary, uh, Avatar 2 should go see it. If you liked the first one, uh, yes. If you like visual effects and you can get through and you can you can... Watch a film with a with a reasonably mediocre storyline, but you are enthralled by visual effects. Definitely go see it. It's, it's well worth it for the visual effects. Problem with me is they are planning another three of these films, and I don't know how that's going to go. That does worry me, Mr. Cameron. And I love James Cameron. Terminator 2. Um, he did The Abyss, didn't he? Did he do The Abyss? Uh, Aliens, amongst so many other films, Titanic, he's always pushing the envelope of visual effects. Where can he go from this? I don't know. Uh, the next one's due out next year, I believe, and then it's like a couple of years between them, so we'll see. Mm. Anyway, this is meant to be a shorter episode, so I'm going to go now. Um, in short, go see the film if you think you like visual... If you <laughs> In short, go see the film if you like visual effects and like the first one. Um, if you didn't like the first one and you're not, you don't care about a film being carried by visual effects... Probably don't bother. Anyway, take care of yourselves, and I'll speak to you soon. You've been listening to Stephen Speak Extra Speak. Thanks for listening to my unscripted prattle on everything and nothing. Visit stephenspeak.com for updates, information, and my blog. You can follow more updates on social media at stephenspeakpc. Thanks very much, and I'll speak to you soon.